And this is where Don and Sue go out for a pleasant evening. Hello everyone, and welcome to another edition of This is Lucha Pod. My name is Darcy Stone, and I'm joined by the slightly happier Costa K. Only slightly. Yeah, just marginally, but it's an improvement. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm have, I am a happy man. I don't quite know why, but it's a beautiful day, I suppose. It's Sun's gorgeous, out. isn't it? Yeah, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and Costa uh, just ate a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, I love it. Mm. What's, um, so what have you been up to this week? Normality's kind of slightly getting there. Um, a little, I a little. Yeah, I mean, I so this week I um, we formed a little bit of a uh, a bubble, I guess is the term. Went round to uh, Mr. Callum Newman's house, made use Ooh. of the wrestling ring in his back garden. Um, where, uh, to be fair, I so I went there to kind of knock off some ring rust, and I, I managed to do that a little bit. But the problem is, it's so hot now. The sun yeah. is just shining on that ring, so it was it was quite hard. It was harder than I think I initially expected it to be. Not in terms of the wrestling, just in terms of the the heat. Worked uh, up a big sweat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, it was good. It was good to be back in a ring, even if it was uh, for a short period of time. But uh, yeah, no, it was nice. Oh, got the, got lovely. a bit of an itch. Got a bit of an itch that needed oh, scratching. Oh. Costas, uh, yeah, wanting to get back in that ring, brother, brother. Oh, I feel yeah. I feel yeah. Mm, how about you? What's going on? Um, well, I took some time off, which I never do, and I went down to the beach um, on Sun Monday, Sunday Monday, and completely forgot that we were in the UK. Didn't suntan my feet, and now I have bright red feet. Oh, you need to use but suntan really... in the in this country. Yes, I've I can... Irish skin. I can honestly say I'm pretty confident, apart from maybe when I was a baby, because obviously I, I can't control what my mother did. But as far as I'm aware, I have never used suntan lotion in the UK. They say you should wear it every day, don't they, even over here? They say a lot of things. <laughs> but you can't really trust the government right now. Well, you, can't, you can't trust anybody. No. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got bright red cynical, but... Oh. and really pasty white legs. Well, I mean, to, look. to be fair, like one of your legs doesn't work anyway, so does it even matter? You say that, but I'm back on the physio now. Bit of, you oh, know, yeah. down the gym, doing an hour of cycling a day. Get rid of that lockdown weight. Who's Jim? Why, why are you going? And why are you going down on him? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, just another example of our um, highbrow humour here. Uh, this is yeah. Pod. Yeah, we keep we're keeping it classy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, cool. So you've got sunburnt feet. I got uh, blown up in a wrestling ring. Um, let's talk a little bit about this here podcast now because mm. I have a special announcement to make. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going big time, guys. We're going big okay. time. Do, so. Do- Drum roll? Or... Uh, well, no, no need for a drum roll. I'm just going to go straight into it. So, uh, as you all know, 
the booming success that was everybody's favourite segment, that is Malik Mysteries, uh, was, well, like I just said, it was a booming success. Uh, <laughs> and everyone thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, got people involved on our socials, which was nice, helped us build up a bit of a uh, rapport. Mm. Rapport is a, is a good word, I like that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, helped us build up a bit of a rapport with our target demo. Uh, as everyone seems to be talking about demos at the minute, we'll talk about demos too. Our demo, in we're loving, yeah, loving our uh, in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone loved Malik Mysteries. Uh, but we are going to be taking a little bit of a break from Malik Mysteries now because, what? Uh, well, well, there's a good reason for that. The, okay. There's two, in fact. The first is that not so much I'm running out of Malik Mysteries to tell, but it's more that a lot of the Malik Mysteries that I've got left. Uh, aren't appropriate for this podcast, so, <laughs> so oh we're gonna give we're gonna give it time. I do actually have a great Malik mystery uh, of recent times uh, from a conversation I just had with Malik recently of something he told me about. Uh, but I'm gonna save that for when we bring this sucker back. But the other reason that Malik mysteries uh, is gonna take a short hiatus is because we now have a new segment for the show. Uh, which I don't think we've actually come up with a name for it yet. Um, for the time being, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll have a think. I'll have a think while I'm talking about a, maybe a potential name for it. Maybe you come up with a name. We'll see. I need to know what it is first, really. So, the segment comes from the idea that we had a few weeks ago, where we spoke about a certain Cara Noir Tom Dawkins coming on the podcast. And just having a moan about things that grind his gears, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I spoke to Tom, and Tom said to me that he didn't really want to do that. Instead, he came up with a segment of his own, which involves him and I basically exchanging, um, what's the right word for it? Um, videos, I guess, of mm -hmm. things that we basically give each other homework. So he will be giving me videos of an artistic nature oh, uh, hello. I, I know. Uh, and I will have to watch these videos make some notes and come up with my thoughts on them and I guess compare them to what he what he thinks about them um, and then I will be giving him videos predominantly based around pro wrestling so it will be uh, usually be obscure types of wrestling matches or okay. segments things of that nature and we will be debuting this segment next week. And again, so once Tom's watched the matches or the segments or whatever it is I've given him, he will be giving us his thoughts on those. So, so yeah. he's going to bring a bit of culture to the Lucha Pod. Yeah, he's going to be forcing some culture upon me. <laughs> and I am going to be... Because Tom basically... If it, for anyone who doesn't know, Tom has never really been... The like he, he obviously he watches like he likes wrestling he watches wrestling he wouldn't be a wrestler if he didn't but in recent years he hasn't exactly been on the pulse of like watching like wrestling in terms of mainstream wrestling especially yeah um so he's basically said to me this is a nice way for him I suppose to kind of see what's going on now but also see what's happened in the past things he might have just never seen yeah um, which leads me on to what will be happening next week so next week we'll be debuting this segment and on the first edition of this segment tom dawkins will be giving us his thoughts on 
a wrestling match that I assigned him to watch for homework. And that match, ladies and gentlemen, comes from Unforgiven 1999 on the WWE Network, if you want to watch it. And it is called the Kennel from Hell match. Okay. Yeah. So for I'm anybody... going to go away and look at that as well, I think. Yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's a classic. It's Al Snow versus the Big Boss Man. Uh, and it's... <laughs> so basically, they're in a ring, surrounded by a steel cage. And then the cage is surrounded by a Hell in a Cell cage. Oh, and then be- right. And then between the two cages, there are Rottweilers and Pitbulls. Oh, yeah, just as there are, of course. Yes. Um, but I won't give too much away, uh, other than what the match actually is. I won't, you know, give away how it all sort of came about and what was presented, because we'll talk about that next week. Mm. But that is what Tom Dawkins, a.k.a. Kara Noir, a.k.a. the current Progress Heavyweight Champion, will be talking about <laughs> on our podcast next week. It is the Kennel from Hell match, Unforgiven 1999. So make sure you tune in next week for the first edition of... Uh, Dawkins talking. Talking Talk, Dawkins. Talking Dawkins. Uh, well, I mean that we works, that, but then, but then the pro- the problem with that title is the following week it's me talking because it'll be, so he'll be presenting us with his thoughts on that. But then the next week I then have to give my thoughts on the cultural video that he uh, has assigned me to watch. We've got a week to think of a name for that one. I'll, I'll yeah. work on it. Don't worry. I might, I might even I might even let him name it. We'll see. We'll see what we come it, up with. It will probably be best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah that's basically what the new segment is and we're very much looking forward to it it's a bit different it's a bit uh a bit strange but uh yeah i'm looking forward to it looking for i'm very much looking forward to hearing his thoughts on the kennel from hell with truth be told well so am i to be honest (laughs) (laughs) um it is a cult classic anyone who has never watched the kennel from hell i i implore you to go and look it up and watch it because it is something that needs to be seen to be believed. Brilliant. I'm going to definitely listen to that. Well, watch it after this. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Uh, and speaking of this, I think we've spoken enough about what's happening next week. Let's talk about what is happening right here, right now, this week on LuchaPod. Darcy Stone, my guest this week, who I spent a good hour talking to, is one of the best performers, in my opinion, uh, that we have at the London Lucha mm-hmm. League. Somebody who, quite honestly, just when they come out, you can't help but smile when you see them and is an all-round just good human being. Yeah. A former London Lucha League champion and a former Lucha Britannia champion. We're going to send it over now to the Buffalo Soldier. time during like lockdown and everything what of uh what in particular stuff have you been up to you i know you like gaming and stuff you've been uh you've been playing a lot yeah. of games yeah a lot of games man i'm a pro so have, has this thing started now yeah yeah we're in man we're in we're going whoa okay what's up people <laughs> how you doing oh my gosh ragwan yeah <laughs> there he is so <laughs> yeah man um okay so yeah, no, gaming is my speciality, you know. Uh, I've, been ga- I've been gaming for years, so, like, this ain't really nothing. 
when it comes to it, you know, I'm just glad I got all the equipment ready and stuff, and I just, you know, play. So what, uh, go what, online, just get angry. <laughs> what games in particular have you been playing like now during lockdown and everything? What's uh? Honestly, I do like to get under people's skin because if I'm really good at a game and talented, I'll let you know. It, games like Tekken, um, Red Dead Redemption, you know, I've still got nice. someone's someone's PS4, so you know. Nice. So, well, who's yeah, your uh, who's your go-to who's your go-to character on Tekken? Go-to character. So again, I try to make the character as close as I can make it to myself, which is how I started my wrestling career, but. Uh, characters like Bruce Irvin. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I play Tekken Tag Tournament, so that that requires like two characters mainly. So my two go-to characters is usually Bruce Irvin and Asuka. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, dynamic, but it works. It works really well usually, unless they're super bra. Yeah. See, mine mine was always uh, martial law, and uh, and it, well, the other one used to sort of vary. It would either be King. Uh, Heiachi yes. or uh, Kazuya. Wow, that's that's what's up, man. Yeah, those were like my top four. Yeah, okay. I know every, everyone, everyone like everyone my age who I used to play with though. Everyone used to love uh, playing as Eddie Gordo, the guy who did the Capoeira. Yes, I, yes, I, absolutely. I loved the I loved the character. But I hated playing as him because it was just a nightmare to actually do anything with. <laughs> yeah, he was tricky, man. He was tricky. Yeah, capoeira, man. That's a sport. Like, uh, I went out with someone um, like two days ago, and they started actually doing capoeira. I just brought, brought really good. Okay. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch and listen to as well because they like, had music behind it. it, made it extra exotic. You know, <laughs> that might be something I might take up soon as well. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. implement it in your wrestling. Like, I was, it was funny actually. I, I know how you like to sometimes watch uh, watch gaming videos on YouTube and stuff. And I remember I saw... In fact, no, actually, it was while I was playing. I was, I was playing some Tekken like, a few months back. And then I saw, like, right. a clip, I, I saw like a clip on the replay back. And as I was playing, um, I, I can't remember if I was playing as Eddie or against the computer who was Eddie, but Eddie hit a move, basically. And it was kind of like a weird version of a reverse Hurricane Rana. And I was like, "Oh man, yeah, that's yes. a sick move." I've, I've never, I could never do it, <laughs> but someone absolutely, could. yeah. It's the grapples. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a triangle, circle type thing together. Yeah, it's a weird capoeira. I think it takes a person to backflip with it I as well. That. I love that you not only know what the move is, but you know the buttons that you, I need to push to do it again. You ever want to use it? <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, well, speaking of uh, going into wrestling, I guess a bit. So, yes. for anyone who doesn't know, please, I mean, I, I will have already introduced you anyway earlier on, but please explain uh, who you are in the pro wrestling world. Okay, here we go. Oh my gosh. Right. You're a man of, you're a man of many hats. Yes. So, in the wrestling world, I have somehow managed to become the Buffalo Soldier himself. Um, Bob Marley's character, Buffalo Soldier, and yeah, just emerged that character as much as I possibly could with the tools that I got. Um, also in Lucha Britannia, uh, one of the best shows you could ever go to if you live in the UK somewhere. Uh, Lucha Britannia, I am the El Rey Anansi, the Spider King or the Spider God, as they might call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this one's a, a trickster. Well, he should be a bit of a trickster, but 
he basically has more of a crawly type of move set towards him and stuff. Unfortunately, he's about as tall as a giraffe. <laughs> so, you know, trying to keep that real is tough. But again, he's a spider god, so he could be any size or any shape, you know, and, um, and has, yeah, mysterious moves that people still don't know how to this day do. Um, so he has a little bit of um, parkour, climbing up walls type stuff to him from time to time. And on, on um, hopefully I'm not going too fast, you know, I'm trying to... No, no, <laughs> go for it, go for it, mate. Yeah, on the uh, Frontline show, I'll be Cam Lucia. Um, yep. Cam Lucia, an upcoming wrestling superstar, uh, a protege of Willow Spray, because Willow Spray got us started. Um, we managed to pass the, the training camp and about the start of it 10 individuals was picked and i was one of those people uh yeah. really grateful and yeah we've we basically help out the the talent nowadays wrestlers like ojmo or chris ridgeway so if they finish their match trust me you get battered and bruised in matches like these ones in particular so we're the help with the aiders you know we make sure their clothes are folded because i'll tell you what clothes are expensive you know, so it's good to always have someone to pick it up, bring it backstage, because if you forget some bits and pieces like a knee pad, trust me. Oh, my gosh, it's hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, before, OK, well, before we get into um, like too much of like, the Lucha stuff, and we'll get to that in a bit, and I talk about Buffalo and, and Anse and all that. Let's talk then a little bit about this stuff with Frontline, because obviously you mentioned there you're one of the young lions for Frontline. You did the training camp that was two years ago now. Um, yes. So what was what was that kind of like? What was doing? Uh, what was the training camp like? We, we had to all be young rockies, you know. We had to run um, about, I think it was about three times around the whole block. You know, it was really it was, it was a lot of hard work. You know, it was a lot of people very tired during, so you have to be very conditioned um, mm. in the training. Um, y- y- there are times like. You, you would feel like you want to give up. Um, but again, the spirit of the lion shows, you know, who the ones who are the ones that will stick around and really want to get further and do more. And the ones that are really not quite cut out for it. The most shock I'd probably say to the system, and I remember every, a lot of people watching us doing it, was um, someone was taking up the warm-up. And... Young Lions, the originals, they don't play. Um, so we we got very lucky. But there was a time where if you're not used to it, you would have to do, what was it, like 300 squats or something something like that. It, it, lead, it led up to a maximum number where it was 100 of everything. Mm-hmm. And walking up the stairs and down the stairs after the show and, and continuing wrestling afterwards, I tell you what, trying to jump for... If you're a high jumper like me, um, and you you know you're taking a hip toss, I tell you your legs you like wow it was it was a whole new um, condition that we had to really get used to. Um, so and I heard um, like Will Osprey, that, that stuff is nothing to it. He had to do a whole bunch of that stuff and you know tenfold like a thousand and continue. So props to him for being able to do that and continue. In there, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I know obviously you guys did, yeah, you had your first day where you were doing all that, uh, there was the conditioning exercises, and then you had to go back the second day, which 
um i can imagine was probably tough on the mind you know having to go but like try yeah. to get the uh energy to go back again but you did it and you know you got through and ended up becoming a young line and you've been there now for a couple of years doing that and yeah like you got a uh, you got on tv recently as well which was cool wow yes that's yeah that's that, that's amazing like yeah and getting getting to know the new like young lions and the old ones is like <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a challenge in itself. You, you know, you don't know who's who. I think everyone's on the fence as well because we're competitive. Yeah. Um, so who would I? I know um, the I know the young lions. Obviously, they've had they've had training with a lot of different uh, pros and stuff out there. Uh, is there any mm. in particular that like you really enjoyed, like the training seminars? Oh, training seminars. Oh, like to, to be honest, stands out? The, oh, stands out. I did like. Yours and Malik's, <laughs> those two was <laughs> a load of fun. They were, they were nice break. I mean, I Tony Storms I had a very good one. There you go. That's better. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. geeing that up so you could, put me <laughs> but I, I appreciate yeah. that. But no, yeah, no, I, was, I can imagine the Tony Storm one was very good. Yeah, it was lovely. I mean, like, of course, we we don't know what's what's in store. So um, uh, there'll be a lot of names that because I enjoyed every last one of them. You know, it was a. Uh, you know, it was tough mentally to get into because you don't know what you're about to run into, especially as the first training session was probably the hardest one. Um, but, yeah, the like, all of them had a lot to offer. They were amazing. Tony Storm, uh, Paul Robinson, you know, his his one was amazing. Of how, He taught us how to hit people properly and stuff. Uh, Will Ospreay has been teaching us, you know, over the years how to do stuff properly and yeah, it does work out. It's definitely beneficial if you want to do, you know, the stuff, that particular business the right way, yeah. you know. No, yeah. that's, good, man. that's good. Um, So obviously that's what you've kind of been, what you've been up to in frontline and stuff. So let's go, let's move on now to, uh, to Lucha, the kind of the basis of this podcast. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, I guess the, the best way to start really is let's go all the way back. Uh, how did you get into wrestling? Wow! If you if okay, you remember. so yeah. Oh, by all means. Um, I've been a I've been a fan for ages. I've uh, gosh, I'll probably take up the whole day with this, but yeah, I've been an absolute fan, Mark, whatever you want to call it, um, for a while. It's something I really wanted to do. Um, you get setbacks easy because there's a certain expectation of what wrestling should be, has been, and how people want to keep it sometimes. So you have to look the part, basically, uh, as well. Some, some of the, you know, you got to be look strong, tough, in a way. I think nowadays, along with the UFC, the fighters are no longer as big as they used to be. Um, so, yeah, and wrestling tends to imitate a lot of, reality at the same time so basically in about what was it 2015 wrestling i realized wrestling was very close to where i lived it was just me just having the balls to go out and pursue it um so i didn't really i, I came in to just spectate you know see how things is done and if it's something i'd like to get into um go for it so yeah we went through greg burridge um and gary vanderhorn for the first time had uh, people like uh, Maria. I walked through the doors. Um, I was expecting a load of muscle-bound, angry 
individuals that are just ready to kick you out of the <laughs> the area because you're not strong enough and you ain't got enough to handle and stuff like a little bit like tough enough I was expecting yeah um but what I saw was a bunch of fans um that wanted to actually become wrestlers just like me a skinny old me at the time um so it felt like family the moment I walked through the door um so that was pretty amazing at the res gal um in Bethnal Green and um yeah it's, it's been something that like some people have a natural ability to adapt to what you need to do you know just a few things that need tightening some people take a while um and yeah, but it basically is what it is you know um it didn't take too too long to actually get into it and i did have a lot of time on my hands to continue doing this through the pain and the struggle and keep going um, yeah and so I, I know you said you, you were like a fan for like for years before you even kind of uh, decided to take up wrestling. So like what Absolute was, Mark. <laughs> what would you what would you say if you can think back, what's like the earliest memory you have of watching wrestling? Like what's the first thing you remember like seeing? Okay. Um right. So mm, see now. Like a wrestling match. Oh, anything, anything, anything at all, like because, like for me, when, when if you were to ask me, like what the earliest thing I remember seeing in wrestling, I mean, I'm sure okay. I saw stuff before this, but I think the earliest yeah. like actual memory and like thing I remember seeing and thinking, oh, that's wrestling, was like they had like a big thing where it was like who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, <laughs> and it was just like yeah, this big storyline like, so going good. on at the time. So that's kind of like the thing that I guess pulled me in. So what would uh, yeah. what would you say is the thing that kind of pulled you in and made you like become a fan? Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Okay, well, going back exactly back to what we were talking about in the first part of the video, a nice game of PlayStation One Tekken. <laughs> Tekken. Now Tekken. Wow, everyone's got a story in Tekken. It's it's very similar to London Lucha League. We got a diverse characters ongoing that we just want to know the background story to what they are. Yep. So Tekken, I studied a lot of characters in Tekken. What we had, martial law and a blatant, obvious copyright version of uh, Bruce Lee. Yep. So I go and watch some Bruce Lee movies and wow, you know, that's a I always wanted to adopt characters and, you know, wish I wanted to be every character at every point because I was young and, <laughs> and um, yeah, I just wanted to fight and you know do new things, backflips and stuff. Callum Newman, I have these backflips. You, you can do very good backflips and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, martial law was the first character I studied. I think after a while, I started getting into Jack. So I, um, the closest thing I could find was Terminator movies. So I watched Terminator Two. I was like, wow, Jack was so awesome. I just based the two off each other, and along comes King. King, man, and King was a wrestler, um, a luchador to be exact. I guess he started off as a wrestler in just a regular wrestler in there with, I don't know. So then I started watching WCW, boom, in there. Hoovy 2 Guerrero, <laughs> um, Booker T was in there. I'm like thinking, wow, what characters can I relate to and all that stuff? And then all of a sudden, I know people don't like, you well, I don't want to, you know, spread out too much negative info, but. Along came Bill Goldberg, and wow, <laughs> he came in, he smashed, up. I think he, he won a handicap match or something, he just kept on coming every week yep. um, 
on on the show and just destroying everyone, I was like, wow, wrestling is awesome and stuff. And whether it was the people's idealism of what real is and whatnot, it was entertaining as heck. And then boo, my auntie, mom was having a you know conversation in the same room as I was watching wrestling, and there was a kick that didn't look quite right. And then they stopped me from watching it for the longest time. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I think like... I had the sim- similar thing. My mum, uh, my mum put me on a wrestling band for a couple of years. There you go, right? Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. And it, it was heartbreaking because I, I, there was still an emptiness in me that was like, "What's been going?" There's so many, you know, wrestling that's been missing. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping there's some people I can relate. I don't know who who my fans are to to be honest. Besides, you know, the few that come often. So you know, if I'm one of those people, well, here's my journey a little bit. Um, yeah, so one of my friends was still into wrestling in primary school. Um, I barely knew the names of the wrestlers because I am bad with names to this day. <laughs> and everyone picked their characters. I'm like, shoot, who should I be? Bear in mind, don't tr- don't try this at home. That totally went out the window. Um, and I just played some wrestling game. He borrowed me his wrestling game. Uh, and this is meanwhile, I was playing the Wu-Tang Taste the Pain um, and doing this rumble pit thing and stuff. Uh, so he asked me about the, my Wu-Tang and stuff. I was like, I do rumble pits. He's like, that's not a rumble. I, I'm like, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's the rumble pit, Wu-Tang. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he go and introduce me to? Oh my gosh. He introduced me to the Royal Rumbles where you could pick any wrestler on the roster once you get eliminated, SmackDown 1. Wait, so, and... so hang on, so hang on. Is this, there you is go. this where your love <laughs> the Rumbles came from? <laughs> we're getting is to that, a, man. This is get... where we get... Okay, cool. I'll, I'll let you carry on then. You carry on. <laughs> I familiarise my way around everything and make it my home. That's what I do. Uh, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> So, yeah, my boy, shout out to Yaya. I don't know what he's doing with his life these days. He gave up the dream. A lot of my friends just gave up the dream and thought, nah, admin. And, of course, yeah, that's what life teaches you sometimes. Don't live the dream. Just, you know, make money, you know, be be somebody, you know, be realistic, you know, do stuff that can get you a career. I was like, fuck that. I was in that <laughs> position. <laughs> so, yeah, Yaya introduced to wrestling. The first person that I could come across because I was – I liked um, Men in Black, Will Smith, the, you know, Men in Black, the movie. Yep. I, I thought I had a lot of similar traits to Will Smith at the time because I did not have dreadlocks. I generally looked like Jaden Smith. Um, <laughs> so I was looking at characters like, which one's the closest that could look like even like Will Smith or, or someone I know? Boom. Along came Devon Dudley. And I was like, right, I've got to remember the name, Devon Dudley. You know, I got eliminated in the first two seconds by China or something like that. Um, so the next time I came play fighting, you know, I came in as Devon Dudley. Everyone celebrated because I finally found a wrestler that, you know, I, I could pick. Okay, so where we where are we now? Uh, moving forward, um, I start watching some wrestling tapes. No Way Out 2001, you know, watching them do their things properly and stuff. So I get to watch proper stuff like Chain and a few bits of pieces, pieces story modes, story people and stuff and storylines. And, yeah, then wrestling becomes that extra bit more interesting. Alliance Invasion is what got me back on track at the time was where I was at. Alliance, uh, WCW, ECW versus WWF. <laughs> yes. 
It's quite, it's funny actually because uh, I don't. It's weird because I don't think me and you have actually really spoken about a lot of this stuff. But hearing you talk about it now, really it actually yeah. it actually sounds a lot like we've got very similar uh, kind of timeline of wrestling because I the, pretty much two thousand one was. I, I mean, I was watching here and there like before before that, like two thousand. I would say was probably the first year I actually understood wrestling. But it wasn't until two thousand one that I was like watching re- like religiously every week, like. I was watching yeah. WWE SmackDown. I was watching like the first proper storyline I remember fully investing in was I mean I, I tried to get into the Who Ran Over Austin thing, but I was, still wasn't watching regularly. Yes. But then like the yeah. first proper storyline that I like fully invested in was the build up to WrestleMania 17, uh, which was Whoa. that year. And then the next big storyline was the whole invasion thing. And Again, a lot of people shit on the invasion storyline because it wasn't what they wanted the WCW invasion to be. And it wasn't all of the big mm. WCW names like Goldberg and Hogan and all that. They weren't there. But totally understood, to, yes. To, to me, I, I enjoyed it because I had no idea what WCW even was at the time. I didn't, I didn't absolutely. understand what any of it meant. Yes. So like, yeah, this is wicked. Yeah, absolutely. The amount of episodes that was missed from there, it was like, wow, who are these? And you... I didn't know Booker T was the Booker T I saw in that era because he, he changed his um, Bobby Brown haircut <laughs> to, <laughs> uh, to, pla- to little ringlet plaits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, then I just found out, oh, shit, that, one of my friends he, who unfortunately passed away through a knife stab um, in London as well, uh, 2007. Um, yeah, he, 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 told, he told me that was the Booker T back in the day. I was like, wow, okay, right. This is, this is what's up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Was, that was an interesting time in wrestling. So fast yeah. forward then, so that you're into wrestling now, 2001, fast forward all the way to 2015. You've now come to the London School of Lucha Libre. You're training, you're starting out. Tell us about yeah. how it came to be. How did you get your first match? How did that uh, How did that all come about? What was that, if you remember? Whoa. So um, apparently... Uh, London Lucha League was a myth. It happened before, but none of us, well, the new guys didn't really know about it. And it wasn't as successful, because it's pretty successful now. It's not. It's no longer a student show anymore, is it? No. Okay, so, yeah, so we started it. Um, we had random matches. Everyone had their cards, and we actually got our first experience. Um, in fact, no, it wasn't London Lucha, Lucha League. It was Lucha Britannia show. We was... The Acolytes, Gary Van Der Horn. Mm-hmm. He came up to me and Ned and he says, right, we need you in gold gear on Friday. And it was Wednesday night. So we had about a good day to get ready. That was the first um, input. Okay, so, so tell, us, tell us about the Acolytes. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to get this out of the way. Listen, you never know when London, not London Lucha, well, any type of wrestling in the rest of is going to happen. What you got to know is, if you are called, please be ready because you never know when these opportunities come. Anyway, sure. going back to it. So, um, Resgal, right. So, Acolytes, yeah, we've, we, we had a bit of gear here and there, um, luckily. Um, and our segue was we were going to appear from under the ring. So we were there for when everybody was slamming on top of bodies and stuff. And we just hear like tombstones and pile drivers or whatever. And our segue was we come up from under the ground and we interfere and beat up a few um, people here and there. Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Shanti um, would then come in as the big superhero because he, he had the look, his body was amazing, and he was basically going to throw us around for being the bad boys that we were. Um, and we was meant to help out Marduk Malik. Yep. Um, so, um, and it came to that. We, we came up from under the ring. It, it seemed like a little bit of a shock moment. Like, oh, who are these guys? I tried to be as intimidated as I possibly could with the physique I actually had at the time. <laughs> um, I don't know if that worked, but I was the guy with the dreadlocks. So, hey, <laughs> that was something. Um, and, yeah, we, we, I think we beat up the Baker Wells for a bit and stuff and, you know, kicked them around a bit until uh, Rest His Soul Mike Shanti came out. And, yeah, I took my first press slam, it, Goldberg press slam, into a power slam uh, nice. move. Um, that point, whether we bumped and feed right, <laughs> it that I think time froze for me when I was in the air post in the air um, when Mike Shanti had me in the air, and yeah, I looked I at the crowd like big dude. They had they had the ooh going on for the first time. I'm just training. I've I've seen a couple of shows, but actually being there and watching the crowd from there, I'm thinking, wow, this is what it's like. Before you get in slam, it just numbed whatever pain was there, and it was like, right, okay, we're we're finally on the shows. So that's that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, like you like you said earlier, going back to your previous point about you know always being ready for in case you know you never know when you're going to get asked to be on a show. That was never pretty much that, that was exactly, but that was like you'd never been on a show before, and you got a couple of days notice, but this was your yeah. chance to kind of you know get your foot in the door and get on a show. And you were, yeah. I mean, the Acolytes thing lasted a little while. I don't think it lasted ages, but it did, you know, it got you and Ned some experience on the shows, working in front of a live audience and stuff. And it, you know, Absolutely. actually benefited the character of Malik as well. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah. it, it ends up being really good. And then from there, you ended up on the London Lucha League shows and you had your debut as the character who I would assume most people who know who you are know you as. <laughs> And right, that would be, there he is, the Buffalo Soldier himself. Yes. So how, <laughs> did, development. Uh, so how did Buffalo Soldier get born? How did that all come about? Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, we're on the London Lucha League. Clearly, we can't be ourselves because I don't think we're as interesting as the characters we make, make ourselves. We've got to try... Um, I knew we had to try and stand out. I knew the dreadlocks wouldn't be enough because the amount of wrestlers that probably walk through the door with dreadlocks wouldn't matter. So um, I was going to go for my gaming character. Um, th that, I don't know if I'm going to leak this one on this live stream. So you might have to, people might have to stay tuned for that one because, wow, that's a story in itself. Um, <laughs> is this, well, is this the story to... about the, the character that you pitched to Greg and that... You, you, right. you wouldn't you wouldn't tell him what it meant. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. It, it, but I tried to get the initials of the characters. But the, the the problem is people want to find out the initials. I didn't know if I wanted to get into that. So I just thought, you know what? I'm gonna start from scratch. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge myself a little bit. Kofi Kingston. Okay. Not to say he completely because I always thought we got all the characters in the book. My ancestors are, are from the Caribbean. Where are the Caribbean wrestlers? So when he came out to his theme song and we actually thought, you know, it was, you know, the J Jamaican proper, 
you know, it was like, wow, okay, we finally made it in the WWE. Yeah. Just just by that. Um, so I'm guessing you were heartbroken when you yeah, I'm guessing you were heartbroken when you found out he was actually from Ghana. I was heartbroken, but I, under- I did understand. I did understand. It was, of course, it's too good to be true. It is too good to be true. You know, how, and how's he going to be put under the spotlight? Yardies, we're not that ha- They're not that happy, man. You know, we, they got to do their things to survive, you know. However, you, cool run-ins or whatever did, you know, put up, put in a nice limelight of, yeah, the um, paradise of Japan. It ain't always like that. And, you know, I know some, you know, some people that, they're not like that all the time and all that. So yeah. it gave me the opportunity to bring in a little bit of dimension and probably continue the character because that was a likable character and it, it just got dropped without any storyline behind it. That's what I wanted to change in, in my thing. So at the moment, no one, there was no Caribbean, Jamaican, well, Carlito, but Jamaican characters out there that, um, that was preferable. So that was my market right there. And I tried it. Um, just to see if, you know, just to see if, have I missed anyone? Is there anyone who has got it so I could just drop it and then give it to them? Um, turns out, no, there really is no Jamaican um, influences in wrestling in general, you know, and if there ever is, I've got, it was probably not idealistic too because they're seen in some ways in a negative aspect in a way. Wow. You know, so I thought, fuck it, I'll make I'll make my own version. Sorry for swearing. I'll make my own version. Cool, and and um yeah, and I'll show you there is a spotlight to it. Hey, here I am, you know. How how are we gonna relate to certain people in the audiences? How are we gonna get a bigger market of they like symbolically I just had it. I'm a fan, you know, I got my roots, you know what where are they? You know what I mean? So I just, it was just a way to bring more people into watch wrestling, um, yeah. you know, in different areas. Um, so yeah, I decided Buff- Buffalo soldier, right. For the people that really know me, you would know, I know horoscopes like the back of my hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, don't, I mean, let's not go too deep in that. Cause I've actually got, I, I got something on that. I want to talk to you about in just a bit, but go, go ahead. Okie dokie. <laughs> right. So, th- so I'll just lay, I'll just lay it small. There's a thing called, for the people that don't know, there's a thing called primal uh, horoscopes, whether you believe in it or not. I don't know, try it, try it, don't try it, whatever. Chinese horoscopes, your yearly sign and your monthly sign. They, they're both two different things. If you put them two together, they make a sign in itself. Well, I figured out that Taurus plus you're the ram equals buffalo. Boom. Wow. So that's the first okay. part. I've listened to uh, reggae artists, you know, reggae tracks and stuff. I love the stuff. It is nice and cold. It's not just listen, I just embellish. Um, so it's definitely a huge part of me. So I, t- I had to keep it reggae at the same time, you know. So what we got? We got Bob Marley. I can't use Bob Marley, but we use Freddie Mercurial. That was the guy who inspired me. Freddie Mercurial in Lucha Britannia shows. Check him out. His moonsaults is awesome. And he's Freddie Mercury as a wrestler, basically. Um, he used a legend that is no longer with us. And that right there was like, wow, who else can you bring back? So my original um, character was Kaz Marley, the Buffalo Soldier. Oh, wow. And that was okay. the first guy that came. Um, yeah, so... Um, so, yeah, we had a tag team match. Um, Greg asked me, okay, you got an hour to pick your character. You know, I was going through 
loads of um, names in my head, um, bits that I, I wanted to make it as true to my personality as possible. You know, I didn't want to go too far outside of the loot. And yeah, uh, that's that's when the crowd chanted for the first time, Buffalo, Buffalo or Buffalo Soldier or something like that. So yeah. I was I was recommended, all right, take Kaz Marley out the picture. Camp, you are now Buffalo Soldier. Boom. Uh, I took that ball and I ran with it as much as possible. And I was still speaking the way I'm speaking right now on the shows. <laughs> so, um, yes. So after a while, um, um, we won our first match. Um, the, the crowd was so awesome. You know, it was after that Lucha Batania show I was talking about. It was the day after, I think, or two days after. So in there, I had a bit more experience just by a day uh, than a lot of the roster did. Um, so it, it didn't really, uh, the nerves didn't get me as much, but getting back to the curtains afterwards, like that was probably one of the most, most emotional parts of my life because one of my goals was try out wrestling, try get on the show, see how it goes. If it's something that I, I could see myself doing in the future, I will continue. So Whoever was in the crowd, I thank you to this point because this was the be all and end all. I was either going to do this and realize it's something I'd love to do, or I was going to pack up my bags and say, well, thanks for the experience. At least I tried it, you know, and then do whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like talk, going to what you were saying about um, trying to keep it as much to, you know, the real you as possible, I think that shows, and that's a, a lot of the reason why crowds especially at lucha i mean I've, I've seen you wrestle outside of lucha many times as well now and no matter where you wrestle crowds tend to you know always get behind you and enjoy you and yeah i, I mean it's, it says a lot to me because it's like you you for me like the the three biggest baby faces that we kind of have at lucha are yeah. i mean obviously the top baby face is cassius like nobody definitely will ever, oh my no gosh. One will ever <laughs> oh close to the level of babyface love that Cassius gets then the next two the next two like closest people to like that kind of a pop are, are you and Mikey Disco Diablo or like, Bruno mm. Brown and yes. it's just and, and the reason for that for in my eyes anyway is because you're relatable like anyone who looks at any of the three of you it's like you just you can't help but want to cheer you guys because you're just good people and you're happy people and it comes across in the characters. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a credit to you. And like, obviously you can tell, I can tell just by talking to you now and the way you were talking about it, that a lot of, you know, efforts gone into not only like the in-ring side of things, because I've seen that, I've seen that through like being a training with you, but through like the character stuff and the amount of like, effort you put into like making that character work and yeah it comes across mm. ah. um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah of, uh, thank you man it's, yeah. cool, bro. it's all good it's all love here man um but That's let's real, uh, yeah. let's talk a bit ah. now about i mean not just i mean you can m make mention of more lucha matches if you want but let's talk about some of your favorite kind of moments and matches that you've had the what kind of oh my gosh yes what, what, what yeah i mean i'm not saying pick your all-time favorite but i mean unless you have one but if you can if you got a couple that stand out or a couple that may be online that you want to recommend that people check out if they want to see what you're all about what what would you oh, okay. what would you kind of say has been some of your favorite moments that you've had in your career 
There are two matches where if I retire because of COVID or whatever it is, <laughs> God forbid that does not happen. Um, the two matches I can always look back on and be proud of is my birthday match against Bo mm -hmm. with the antagonist, <laughs> Costa, <laughs> picking on my mom <laughs> at the time. Wow, I don't know what happened. Like, it, it, this was one of those moments where um, even getting ready for the match, I had a good feeling about the match. And there was no, nothing much really to go over. There was, there was really nothing much to go over. There's some matches where you just got to like, remember every single thing and, you know, that, and leaves less room to be organic with it. Um, but, yeah, it, it, was easy, it was an easy day that day. And I think the crowd felt it at the time. It was an amazing experience. I had some funny moments uh, and stuff. The commentary was was crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, it's funny, it it's funny actually because that that was one of the matches that uh, we have a segment on this show where we have uh, yeah. the recommended match of the week now, and that was actually the match. Uh, both of the matches that you had with Bo actually that are both on the London Lucha League page last. Uh, on the last episode, those were our matches of the week that we recommended people go and check out. Wow, man. Yeah, that, those are one of the matches that makes you realise you, you've made a mark. In, and condolence to London Lucha League, we, we're, now, we're now a proper platform because mm. of... And there's plenty more matches on, on that card. Don't get me wrong. This, this, there's tons, but like London Lucha League is... You know you're going to get something awesome, you know, when that show comes up. And it's because of matches like that, moments like that. You want to make the best out of your moments. That's, that's the main part. Wrestling's great, but if you have those, those moments that can make a crowd feel a certain way, that, make, that can make them scared that something bad is going to happen, like a chair shot in the back. Turn around, please! <laughs> <laughs> And then Buffalo slowly turn into his fate and then boom, it, it turns everything around and all of a sudden, you're now family with the crowd after you fit. It, like, it, I can't express how, how that works, but I think you can really, ah, oh, it's, too, it's too much to explain, you know. You just got to come to London Lucha Leagues and basically, shh, come and see us, is what I'm saying. Because <laughs> there's, there's never endless moments. Yeah. That match, yes. And if I was going to pick one more, um, one more just at the hat. Go for it. IW, my first match, oh, sorry, second match in IWL, OJMR. Yeah. That was this, that one right there. OJMR, wow. Condolences to his performance. That guy is a great, it's great to watch him grow as a performer. I got a chance to wrestle with him in a 20 minute ish type match. And I, oh, Jody Flash. Oh, there's too many. Sorry, <laughs> but that that match I look back at, and I'm, I'm, it's one of those matches where I won't change anything about it. Yeah, you know that, that there's there's nothing that I think that I can just squint my you know neck muscles because that I felt that could have gone better or something like that. That match was you know a load of fun, and it did not require it, it almost didn't require any type of preparation. It was just organic yeah. i think i gave i gave ojmo um which he, he might be able to explain one of his broadcasts um a, a spot that he didn't think think about at the time but i was like wow why don't we mix this with that and then whoa that, that might get a reaction right there and it worked 
you know, so that was one of my proud moments. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you just actually, you just reminded me, you name dropped uh, Jody. So uh, I want to yes. talk about that quickly because Whoa. let's talk. I mean, so the Project W show, I think it was the second Project W show we did. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Project W is uh, run by myself and Malek and a couple of others. And we had done the first show. It was going to be a one and done thing, but the show went so well, we decided to do a couple more. And then the second show came about and we'd used Jody Fleisch on the first show. And I went up to Jody after that show and I said, we're going to, uh, well, a few weeks later when I saw him at another show, I said to him, oh, we're going to do another show. Um, is there anyone in particular you would like to wrestle? Now, bearing in mind, you hadn't been on the first show. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know, and, you know, no offense to you, but I just, I didn't think, I didn't even know if Jody knew who you were. And I was expecting mm. Jody. I was expecting Jody to say like a big name, you know, someone like to get something like that. <laughs> well, and then he, yeah. he said, he said to me, um, "I'd like to wrestle uh, the kid with the dreads." And then that's I a testament to Jody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. Well, I, just, I paused for a second because I, 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 right I, yeah. I couldn't think of who he meant for a minute, and then I realized the only person with dreads uh, at the time who I knew was you. Mm. Uh, and I was yes. like, do, "Do you mean Cam?" And he said, "Yeah." And I was like. Okay, awesome. Yeah, let's do that then. That'd be a great match for for both of like you because Jody's in, like, obviously incredible. Like Jody's just amazing, an unbelievable yeah. pioneer of British wrestling. We could I could do a whole podcast just bigging up Jody Fleisch. Um, but then for Definitely. you at the time, like you were still relatively new in your career because this was I think you were like two years in maybe at the time, something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll come. Yeah. Yeah, and like the match, yeah, it was just it was awesome. Like I remember on the day, like the I, in fact, the, I think we've, uh, the match is actually online on YouTube. If anyone wants to go check it out, Buffalo Soldier versus Jody Fleisch, and yeah, it ended up being probably one of the one of the best matches that night. It was just an incredible like show oh. in that match, and I think obviously, obviously, you know, Jody helped pull that out of you, but you held your own in there as well. It, it by no means was it. You know, he didn't carry you by any means, but he like yeah. he helped, I think, elevate you and you know, give you a really, really good match. Man, that's what's up, yeah. That's what's up. And I think that, I think yeah, part that's of a real dude. Well, I think part of it as well was I think a little part of Jody I mean he never said this to me, but I having seen a lot of Jody's earlier stuff in his earlier career where he was quite you know, as, as he had a skinnier sort of frame, shall we say, <laughs> compared to yes. nowadays where he's like bulky and ripped up and oh. everything. I think maybe potentially he saw Probably a bit of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not heard that one before. That was <laughs> But uh, no, but Jody, like now, obviously, where he's so big, like compared to back then, I think potentially. I mean, you you made reference to it earlier about how like you have a, a smaller physique and everything. Maybe he saw a little bit of himself in you. Yeah, I have a story. I have a small story about that as as well. Oh, um, so, um, the one the first time I knew Jody was in the country, shall I say, was when he walked through the door of one of our trainers. Now we already had um, name dropping like wrestlers that I've personally managed to see. You know, have a good relationship with Hoovy Two Guerrero, um, for instance. Um, Oh, I can't, can't remember anymore. Jeff Jarrett at the time, but yeah, Hoover Two Guerrero especially. Like, sorry, Juice, Juicy Man, the Juicy Man, <laughs> Juicy One. Yeah. So uh, after after that, so uh, that that might lead to another segue. I don't know if you want to get into that because that might take a little bit of time to. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, the juicy one. Um, wow. I think one of my proudest, uh, another one of my proudest moments is um, Lucha Britannia as an acolyte. The three of us versus uh, the monkey and the juicy one, Uvi Tu Guerrero. <laughs> when, when I saw, yeah, we, we're the only ones to know the match card pretty much on the day it's happening. So that's how much time we got to prepare for it. And that brought me back to my first WCW, I don't know if it was a pay-per-view or it was just a regular show that I watched at the time. But Juicy was one of those people at the card and I, I, I literally burst out into tears. I was like, wow. That's the dude, my first ever wrestling match I've saw pretty much. You know, I get to wrestle him on the card. So yeah, after that, really- I, I, I think when, it come, when, when you see stuff like that happening on a regular and, you know, great people walking through your door, it, you start to get more numb. To, you start to get a little bit more numb to it because you're now used to it. It's, it's now a family. It's, it's less of being a fan. It's more like, a right, we're doing this together now. Um, so Jody Fleisch walks through through the door. And I remember a match that he was in, Triple Threat, when I was younger. My first ever wrestling match live was him on the show. It was a PW show. I can't, can't remember. I was about 12 at the time. Um, but he was the main event. Um, and, you know, we usually, like me and my friend back in the day, you know, we used to relate certain wrestlers to other characters. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I get what you so, mean. So an R Truth in a um, uh, it wasn't a T- it wasn't a TNA show at the time. It was something before TNA. I'm really bad with names, man. So I've got brain fall all over. He would have been a Booker T, basically. And Booker T is one of my favorite wrestlers, if you didn't know. Right, uh, <laughs> I do know that. You know, yeah. So so and they had a little bit of a Gauntlet Raw Rumble going on. So again, I get to repick a few bits. D'Lo Brown was in it and stuff, and um, you know Buff Bagwell's like, wow, I've seen these guys before. They were wrestling on this show. Wow. You know, um, I don't know if that you can find that show anywhere on, on TV. It's, it's hard to find it on, you know, YouTube anywhere. But, yeah, so when Jody Flash hit the curtain and um, I think uh, Christopher Daniels was on it, he was a stone cold, you know, bald head. <laughs> okay. you know, that's, that's how we related our characters, you know, which was the closest one that we know. <laughs> and so Jody Flash would have been the Rey Mysterio of that show. It was like, wow, we got Rey Mysterio in it too? Wow. <laughs> so yeah, he had this match. He got injured in it doing a uh, shooting star press, and that was sad to see. So we had to watch the rest of the match. The Stone Cold um, Christopher Daniels won his, and yeah, it was it was awesome. It was absolute epic. Um, I don't know if I remember yeah. the whole of the show anyway. Oh, that's but sweet, yeah, man. I had no idea you uh, you'd actually watch Jody when you were a kid. He, he was my first um, British pay British pay per view match um, I saw. You know, mom took me and my friend towards it, and that's when it was all crazy. Everybody was swearing. The environment was crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, then, man. That's really cool. Yeah, and then along comes Jody, walked through the door like nothing happened, like like a like like a like a trainer or something like that. And I'm like, no way. Knew it was straight away. He started, um, you know, teaching us some, some inf- you know, some, you know, techniques. Um, you know, that we could do a bit better mm-hmm. and stuff. I think we were both trying to do uh, flips to feet and stuff. And then I was just in the moment. I'm like, wow, I'm doing flips with Jody, man. He's doing back flips. I'm doing, like, front flips. I'm giving giving him a few ideas here and there. 
And yeah, I just literally fucking again my emotional ass self that can't believe I'm I'm you know in this moment, you know, out of just training, you know, just burst out in tears. I'm like, wow, I'm this is the dream right here. I'm living the dream with these wrestlers right here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I and that's when I, it fucked me up because I was like, shit, how's Joe, how's Jody gonna react? You know, he's you know, is he gonna slap me in the face or some shit? You know, is, <laughs> am I gonna get blacklisted? You know, all sorts. But I knew I wasn't supposed. I wasn't supposed to be here, but I was here, and I was reaping all the benefits from it. That's one thing I did know. Yeah. Um. So that's how I felt at the time, and that's probably when he had, after um that show, because uh, we was on the same. No, we wasn't on the same card, but yeah. Um, he had a conversation with you about it, and. Yeah, you asked for me in the match. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I did not know that backstory. That's really cool, man. Um, yeah, so that's for yeah, everybody, that's, you know. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a really, really nice story, man. That's I, Yeah, like I said, I had no idea that that was the case. So that I guess that kind of explain, <laughs> explains why Jody wanted to wrestle you. you clearly, you had a, uh, a nice in, uh, impact on him when he met you. Um, yeah. So moving uh, moving swiftly on, as we're going to be wrapping this thing up uh, soon, and well, I've got please, yeah. I've got a bit of a game uh, to challenge you with to finish oh, this shit. thing off. Shoot. But before we get to that, well, one thing I want to want to ask because I'm I'm always curious uh, when it, especially when it comes to like a lot of the younger talent and stuff like that. What kind yeah. of uh, if if and when? In fact, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to try and stop saying if because we got to be positive. When all of this COVID stuff finishes and wrestling comes back. What are oh. what are your goals? Like whether it be long term or short term, like what kind of stuff do you want to be doing when uh, when this all comes back? Okay, so I promised myself I was going to do this as long as I could if I liked it. Um, I'm now I've literally passed the goals, long past the goals that that I already um, expected to do. Mm. Uh, I need to make some money uh, <laughs> on the real. Not not saying, you know, you got we got to rely on that, but like stuff like AEW, WWE, um, they're probably not gonna like me saying this, but you could treat your family members, you know, the, the people that helped helped you. Yeah. You know, you, you could give them you can give them place, you know, give them places, you know. But, but so and I'd like to do it in a career that I know I could possibly embellish well in. You know, because I think there's still more to just the Buffalo Soldier, as you know, with this interview. I was I was dreading doing this interview because you get to hear the real me. You don't get to hear me talk on the mic that much because, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've got a character to keep in a little bit and all that. Um, but yeah, um, so there's possibly those or if there's a new company, whether it is in the Caribbean or, or somewhere outside, if I can... Um, go to new territories and you know start new start doing new promotions because we also done a what was it something i never imagined it, it was a resurgence and it was black history month it was our first so eve has got an all women's show that we're helping um skyrocket it was our first all black show mm-hmm. you know um yeah all all black show just to celebrate you know how far how far things have come, you yeah. know, and it, that that in itself is amazing because again, with there's not many 
compared to a lot of people, there's not many of us. So, you know, if we, we do our shows, we've really got to stand out to keep our, our spots in the way. So this is the one one time where it was it. So, again, like, if it was a Caribbean show, I think Caribbeans needs to taste of this magic, you know, you know, Africa, something like that. Mm. You know, I, I think if we could bring a lot of, like, training down there, it can give those type of people opportunities as well, whether I'll be a, a, the head trainer or a co-trainer or some someone who can help out within the industry to, you know, give a platform. And it doesn't even have to be. It could be some places in Asia as well. Yeah. Uh, um, well, that's, that's that, actually really that's actually really interesting and cool sort of goal to have, I guess. So, like, you'd like to go to go to Jamaica or the somewhere in the Caribbean and actually start a wrestling school one day. Yeah, you know, give give them a real platform. So then when so then when the real ones come along and do some training, you know, it, they they won't need they won't need me no more, really. Mm. You know, because I'm I'm the best Buffalo I could be, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a character you know they need, cool. I think they need a little bit of the real thing there oh and number two I've got I've got entered the the thing that has brought me here in the first place I need to get into some more Royal Rumbles at some point so if there's any promotions <laughs> that, that, that are doing a rumble I don't have to I don't even care if they're too strong and I can't chuck them out I, you know whether the crowd still remembers who I am you know if, if that brings a little bit of spark when I enter the room or something, or a bit, or a big boo because I could be a mean guy sometimes because my emotions get to me. Then, by all means, I'd love to enter a Royal Rumble and just add a little bit more flavor in there. Yeah, no, I know, I know how much you love a Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Battle um, so, Royals and Royal Rumbles are different. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, that's awesome, man. That's that's really cool. Like you got some really good goals there, and I like I like how honest you were as well because I I think that this is the thing, right? That a lot of people forget about wrestling sometimes where we where so many of us we get into it because we love it you sometimes lose track of the fact that it is a business and you do need to make money um yeah you, know, you got you got we all got bills to pay at the end of the day so that it's exactly. good that you, you keep you want, yeah sorry no it's cool man but it's yeah it's good that you've got your head screwed on and you you know you're you're, you're in this yes because you love it but also because you want to make a career out of it and you want to make some money because you know at the end of the day if you're not making money then you, you know, can't continue. You can't. Yeah, exactly. You, you're not going to be able to keep doing it because you need to be able to afford not only to live and you know pay your bills and all that, but even just in the wrestling yeah. side of things, you need to be able to buy your gear, your uh, your training gear, your pay for your training school, yes. pay for travel like traveling around to shows and stuff like. You know, you you got to be realistic, and it's it's good that you're yeah. you're doing that, man. But uh, thanks, man. That's cool. So, like I said, we're going to wrap this up now with a little bit of a game and we're going to throw oh, yes. back to something you mentioned earlier. So for anybody who doesn't know my brother, Cam right here, he has an affinity for star signs and he's Ooh, very, okay. we call it like it's Cam's secret skill. He seems to know <laughs> everybody's star sign. So today, Cam, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put yeah. you to the test. Okay. I've got, I've got five names and I want you to tell me their star sign. But now I know that recently there's been like a whole new thing about this new star sign. Um, so, and I don't know anything about that, and I couldn't be. I couldn't even get to. I couldn't even get to that as well. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm sure my, you could. Whether it's I'm my opinion or a fact, is yeah, it's a whole bunch of bogey. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I'm not buying into all of that. So we're gonna yeah. base this on the original star signs only. 
with like the old oh, Star okay. Trek calendar, not the new one. Ignore the whole. Let's pretend that didn't happen. So based yes, on all absolutely. of the old ones, you've just got to tell me what star sign the following people have, and they're going to gradually get a bit harder. Ooh, okay. Let's okay. see. Okay. So you ready? How many? Uh, let, let's have a guess. I'm going to give you five names. How many do you think you will get? Ah, uh, I'm going to guess none. Um... <laughs> Low expectations usually end up with high rewards. So okay, we'll see. so un- under promise, over deliver, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, here we That's go. That's how we do, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, nice and easy, me, Costa. Libra. I am, I am a Libra. Can you, for extra You're points, lucky. do you know what the day my birthday is? Oh, that's a tough one. It's October something. October, <sighs> blimey, 14th? Close is the twelfth. Damn, I knew. Cool. So now you got one. Yeah. You got one point. You got Libra. Okay, number two, Malik. Pisces. That is correct. Three, it's Greg Burridge. Virgo. All right, now we're gonna get. We're going outside of Lucha here on yeah, this one. Yeah, a little bit tougher. So this one. This oh, one. Gosh. You got. You're gonna. You want to get right because this could be your. Potentially your boss one day. Let's try out Vince McMahon. Virgo. Same oh, he's, he's exactly the same same horoscope as um Greg Burridge. There you go. Hey, looky here. There we okay. go. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm hoping I can catch you out with this one, but I have a feeling you're gonna nail this one. This is the last one. I might get one wrong on purpose. <laughs> no, no, no. If you know it, you jump straight in. So here it All is. Right. Cam. A gentleman who I believe is your favourite wrestler. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he's oh. your favourite wrestler. Oh, the no. Booker Man, Booker T. Oh. Do, 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 I, do I have to? Yeah, have if, to? if you know it, you can you can nail it if you know it. If you don't know it, then have a guess. Listen, man, I'm sorry, the book, man. Uh, I've taken a few of your moves here and there. You know, I've got mad respect for what you do. Keep it up because you do inspire a lot of people. And that is the truth, you know. The five-time WCW champion. The greatness. The King Booker. is a Pisces. He is a Pisces. Wow. Okay, five for five. Yeah. There you go. You nailed it, mate. You got them all. There you go. There you go, you go all, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Thank okay. you. Well, those are the only ones who I actually wrote down. So I, I'm yeah. gutted I didn't manage to catch you out. So I'm just going to throw one more at you. And uh, to be fair, you sure can get thing. this. You can get this one wrong, and I wouldn't even know You're... because I, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll look it up after and find out. But I'm going to throw another name at you. Are you ready? Absolutely. All right, D'Lo Brown. Libra. <laughs> now, 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 I've got to look it up. <laughs> you can look it up now if you want, man. I don't, no, I don't mind. I'm, I'm gonna look it down. Uh, yeah, up, he is your zodiac sign, my dude. <laughs> oh my god, he is. He's yeah, twenty second of October. He is a, a Libra. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. Scorpio. So, if you, if, you, if you ever any listeners out there ever want to test uh, the Buffalo Soldier next time you see him at a show, just throw yeah. throw people at him and see if he can guess their star sign. That's uh. There you go. That'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that'd just, be so yeah. awesome. I'll just never forget the first time that you just suddenly knew everyone's star sign. The first time I sussed that you had <laughs> a big thing with this. Like, it just freaked me out, something rotten. 
That that's the thing about wrestling. You gotta have you 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 gotta have something that is that is out of this world to you know you gotta have that thing about you, whatever it is, because hey, you know, it's easy to get lost in the source sometimes, you know. Oh, I thought I thought you were making a joke about being out of this world and stars and star signs and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, but now cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for doing the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Hope you had fun. Well, means thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you for listening for anyone who's listening out there. I really enjoyed your time. <laughs> right. Uh, have you got a uh, any social medias you want to plug or anything you're doing uh, that you want to plug? Uh, Okay, if you guys want to find me, I am at Buffalo Lucha. Um, that is Instagram, buff at Buffalo Lucha. I'm also L Ray Anansi at L Ray Anansi on Instagram, Twitter, the Buffalo Soldier, as you know, and Twitter, L Ray Anansi. You, you can go. find me there. I guess I need to post a little bit more, but I just need to you know, be in a position where I can put in a lot more content because this COVID-19 has got us messed up. So, yes. That's cool, man. Well, like I said, thanks for uh, being on the pod and we will, you know, hopefully I'll see you soon, man. Oh, time to cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, brother. Take care, man. Have a lovely one. That was the Buffalo Soldier with Costa K. Was indeed. We do love Buffalo Soldier, don't we? He, He's he incredible. Is a wonderful, wonderful human. Um, I love. You can't talking. be unhappy with Buffalo Soldier in the room. It's just impossible. Nah, no. Nah, he's he's a great guy. Love chatting with him. Um, like as you probably noticed there, like me, he likes to go off on a tangent when he's talking. I, I can't <laughs> help. I can't help that either. Sometimes. Um, but you know his stories are great, and I love. I, I, it's interesting because it was like like you heard, like you would have heard there, hearing about how you know he watched Jody Fleisch as a kid and then got to wrestle him. Like that's mm. that's an amazing, like really heartwarming story. Really good stuff. Um, and then just on a side note as well, something that uh, I never actually mentioned to uh, with him there. The, one of the main sort of reasons why I brought up the whole horoscope thing was the first time I ever actually noticed. Um, that Cam has a sort of fascination, I guess, uh, with horoscopes, was on a road trip we did. It was me, Cam, uh, and Malik. And we were joking about in the car. And for anyone who doesn't know, there's been like, there's an ongoing like jokey type thing between Malik and Maverick Mayhew, where they (laughs) pretend that they hate each other, uh, but really they don't. But they'll tell you they do. And they'll have a go at me now for saying that they don't hate. <laughs> You've they, don't. The they, they they secretly like they they secretly love each other deep down, but they just they just can't show their true feelings. Um, but basically, yeah, for a long time they've done they've done this thing where they'll give each other shit. And we were talking about this in the car, and then <laughs> Cameron Buffalo like chimed in and said, "Oh, I I know why they don't like each other." And I was like, "Oh, why is that?" Oh God! And I was just confused as to I was curious as to what he was going to say because he had. Until we had mentioned this then, he had no idea they even had a dislike. Mm. So I was just really curious what he was going to say. And then he said, oh, it's because Malik's a, uh, a Pisces or whatever it was. And then Maverick Mayhew is whatever star sign he is. And then uh, me and Malik just paused and looked at each other and went, 
sorry what and he went yeah yeah those, those stars they don't get on and it's this and like he, he went into detail on it and i was just so baffled i went how do you know what they are and then i looked at him and i was like is that true is that what you are and he goes yeah i am uh and then and I he said, just Cam. knew yeah and then i said to him well cam do you know what star sign i am and i've never mentioned my birthday to cam up until this point and he said he goes yeah you're a libra and i was like what how, how do you know that and, yeah and then i just kept giving him different people and he nailed almost every one of them yeah if anyone thinks astrology is like rubbish just talk to cam because he just knows things about you that he shouldn't know just from your star sign <laughs> i mean i'm still not that into the whole astrology thing i just find it his i just find it amusing that cam is like he just knows when you were born <laughs> he can just, he just just by looking at most people he can tell what their star sign is which i find really strange um but you know it's a it's a skill. It's, it is a it's skill. an interesting and unique skill. So fair play is what I what I can say to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so before we wrap things up here, it's time for match of the week. So last time I selected, uh, I was a bit cheeky and went for a double header on the Bowman versus our guest from this week, Buffalo Soldier. Uh, and they're two matches that are on the London Lucha League page. If you haven't already, go check them out. Um, but this week we have match of the week from yourself, yes, Ms. Darcy Stone. So what, uh, what you're saying? What's what you're telling people to watch? Well, see, this this is a bit cheeky as well because technically it is two matches, but the oh, match. Oh, well, who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you think you are picking two matches on match of the? It's match of the week, not matches of the week. Yeah, but They're it's cheap. just like. It's one is the match of the week, and the other one is if you want context for the match of the week. Mm. So, my match of the week is Pavo Real, who is now known as Coronoir, versus Diablessa Rosa at London, uh, at Lucha Britannia. Um, and it was about a year ago, I think, um, where they had a rematch of sorts. And it is just fantastic. I remember, I think I was upstairs in the dressing room, and every single person there was just watching this match because they'd previously had um, a main event a year prior to that um, and sort of set the, put the seeds down. And if you watch both matches, you watch the one from two years ago and then you watch the one from last year, you will see how the storytelling is just fantastic. It's, I don't want to give too much away, um, but, and the crowd were just on fire. Like, it's fun. I would highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly the matches you're talking about. Um, that was uh, a big build. I remember um, Cara Noir, Pavareal, Tom Dawkins, Black Belt Tom, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, he, yeah, they had, he had kind of spoke, uh, got together with Rosa and done these like series of matches, I think. Mm -hmm. I think overall there was actually three of them. But I, think right. there was I can't the, find the third one, though. There was the first one where... I think he beat her for the championship. Then I yep. think she, I feel like she had a rematch fairly quickly after that. And then that was that for a while. And then he was just that the story went that he was ducking her and everything like that. And then uh, all, pretty much a year later or almost a year later, whatever it was, she finally got the big rematch. And uh, I think she won. I can't remember. I will also I go back and yeah. watch the match. I don't want to give away the finish because, and legit, I don't remember because it's been that long since I've seen it. Um, but I just, I, what I do remember about it was it was uh, 
just phenomenal series of matches, like yeah. all of them. It just got better every time. Um, and both performers just did uh, like just unbelievable stuff in there. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would agree that is a well worth a watch match. I remember watching, I think it was the first match they had, and I was still very much a trainee and just looking on in awe and just being like, I want to be Rosa. Um, and then a year later, obviously, I'm in the dressing room. So for me, it was kind of like, I felt it was entwined in my wrestling journey. Um, when you say so. you were in the dressing room, you mean you just like invaded? Just, <laughs> just, just walked in? I did, uh, I did a little cameo dance with uh, a resurrected prince. So, you know. Oh, yes, yes. I, for- I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fantastic. And there's a really beautiful moment um, in the match where, you know, the, the rest of the Britannia roster come down. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, there you go. That is match of the week. Diablesa Rosa versus Pava Real, a.k.a. Cara Noir, on the Lucha Britannia YouTube page. We will share a link to that. Uh, at some point this week on our social media pages so make sure you are keeping an eye out for all of them make sure as well you go and follow our guest from this week the buffalo soldier on twitter on instagram uh, and all the social medias that he plugged earlier uh, make sure you follow me because I I'm just the best. I mean, why wouldn't you follow me? I have mm. great great content. Ah, the things I tweet. I tweet just absolute rubbish. I don't think honest. I've ever seen a tweet from you, but yeah. Well, to be fair, I I rarely actually tweet tweet. I I do a lot of retweeting. Yeah. Um, to, to make other fe- other people feel good. Right. Sure. Yeah. I like <laughs> I like I like to give back. That's what I do. <laughs> well, if you want to go follow me, I'm at Darcy Stone PW on all platforms, and I don't really tweet, but I'm definitely sure that my tweets are better than yours. So I don't think so, but yeah. Either way, go do all that and be with us here next week for the debut edition of the yet to be named segment featuring myself and Cara Noir, aka Tom Dawkins, talking all about the 1999 Kennel from Hell match from Unforgiven. Uh, Go watch the match of the week, as we keep saying, because it's friggin' awesome. And that's pretty much us done. And just one thing from uh, Buffalo Soldier that I feel like I have to say is... uh... Whoa. Whoa, indeed.